Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. My name is Matt Howe. And I am Angie Rogers Howe. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we are going to feature awesome women in Muncie who are doing cool things and see how they have gone boss. Now, our guest today is going to be who? Peggy Sonova. Awesome. We just uh, met with Peggy uh, here recently uh, and, and did a strategic plan for Farmhouse Creative, which I thought was uh, really uh, interesting because it was like a step-by-step uh, guide or process um, to help you focus on your business. Yeah, focus on your business. Uh, where where are you currently? Where do you want to be in three to five years? What kind of action steps do you need to take to get there? So it's always good to step away from the company, kind of take a, a bird's eye view of where you're at, where you want to go. Because um, sometimes we get so busy like doing the business and doing the day-to-day operations that we don't take a step back and kind of plan out where we want to go. So that's what we did. We've got, she emailed us our action steps right away. So we've got our work cut out for us, I think. Absolutely. So um, Good Girl Gone Boss, which is an effort uh, that that we kind of thought about a a few months ago and tried to put together. Now it's, it's grown into this podcast. Um, but really it was about how you were, you were brought up, uh, in, in, yep. in a certain type of household that I have no clue about. Uh, well, just growing up, we were very conservative Christian, um, which is great and wonderful, but we were a little more extreme than just like your regular, <laughs> you know, everyday, like Sunday morning Christians or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, this uh, is church. This that, is yes, going to church. Going to church, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Um, and then I was also in the praise band and things like that. So praise band rehearsal was on Thursday night um, and then start all over again on Sunday. That's a lot of time in church. Just just saying. It, yes, it this is. is from this is from somebody who who barely went to church uh, on Sundays for what, uh, an hour, maybe Yeah, with your <laughs> aunt who took you to church, yes. not even your parents. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But to me, it was normal because all of my friends did that, like every like well i mean all my friends were my friends at church yeah and they were all doing that um but even my friends at school and things like that they were big big time you know church goers too so it was just normal to me i didn't think it was weird until later now i used to visit the farmland nazarene church and uh i think i went to church with a, a good buddy of mine one time i was in like fourth grade and they always seemed uh, uh, the same to me. I mean, you you sang uh, the guy. You've got preached. a hymn book. If the yeah. guy preaches, you take, maybe take communion. It's an hour, and you go home. Yeah, I didn't even do the communion thing until later. Well, on. no, because you're a heathen and you're not allowed to take communion. Exactly. So tell me about your church, though, because some of the stories you've told me, I'm like, what? What? Well, my, Why would people do this? Well, so. my church was a little different. It was more non-denominational, so we weren't like Baptist or Catholic or anything like that. Um, and we were evangelical and spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, that kind of thing. So, so what of, are you talking about there? Like uh, running around, running around, um, dancing. Oh, we everyone had to da- like dancing was a big thing because okay. David danced in. Jehovah's Sight. There's a whole song about it. Anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> that Matt has no idea what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Um, so dancing was a big, big deal. We didn't sing hymns. I don't think in that church we hardly ever sang hymns and things like that. Uh, speaking in tongues, big, big deal. Uh, we were spirit, spirit filled. So that meant you get the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, laying, laying hands on people. Um, falling laying out. hands like. Just touch them, like that, that one guy on TV, he touch them and they fall over. And they over. fall over, yeah. Wow. Absolutely, okay. yes. Uh, falling I thought that over. only happened on TV. Come nope, on. nope, nope. It happened in <laughs> my church and lots of, I mean, there's lots of churches who do that. Um, okay. And I'm not, I don't want to. We're not dissing them. We don't want to diss them or anything like that. But um, so the way 
I was brought up in church is very different than the way that Matt yes. occasionally went to church. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just that. say that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah, speaking in tongues and things like that, the Holy Spirit ever come upon you and you were able to do that or? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I did not know that. You didn't know that? Oh, no. yeah. Yep. I had the gift of the Holy Spirit um, and all that good stuff. So yes, I have spoken in tongues and that kind of thing. I don't practice that anymore, but I did. Now, I, well, one thing I did not do is when you get prayed over and, you know, they you fall over, we call that being slain in the spirit in okay. the world. I did not do that because I was like, God, if you want me to fall over, that's fine, but you're going to have to like knock me over. And God never did. So what do you guys do after church? After church? After church, uh, where I grew up and everything, it seemed like everybody went out to eat. We would go out to eat. Um, but we'd mostly go out to eat because our church was 45 minutes away from where we lived. So we'd okay. go eat somewhere and then go home for like two or three hours. And then, and go then back. come back. Yeah. Or sometimes I would stay in town with my friend because I had my youth group friends and whatever. So I'd go hang out at their house for a few hours. And then we'd all come back for nighttime church. Now, nighttime church, they didn't preach the same thing as daytime church, right? No, it was different. Different message? Different message. Uh, So, yeah, the preacher had to prepare two different sermons or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, like, once I... Because I went to that church from fourth grade all the way through high school. Okay. But so once I got into junior high, the youth group part was on Sunday nights. So we went to youth group church. Youth group. Now, tell me about that because you're uh, that's that's your life later after college is uh, a lot of youth group um, oh, yeah. work and everything. So, tell me about being in youth group growing up, though. Well, we had a very small youth group. I mean, it went from seventh grade to graduating high school. Yeah. Um, but at any time, there were probably twenty kids in it because it wasn't like a huge, huge church. Um, so the kids who were in my youth group, I mean, we like there was no room for like cliques and who likes who and who doesn't like who because there's only twenty of us. We have to get. <laughs> We have yeah, to get, to get along. along. Um, so, yeah, and it was just more more of the same. Like, we would have, you know, youth group talks and stuff like that. Um, okay. We would watch videos about why secular music was evil. Um, nice. And, well, you know, this was back in, like, the early, the 80s, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Where we Satanic had whole... Panic, like, everyone oh was, like... For sure that everyone that was back Geraldo masking stuff. episode that they had oh, on TV, and that was that was huge. It was like all the music I was getting ready to listen to or was already listening to was already on that list. It was like, definitely oh satanic, and they were singing <laughs> to their sweet Satan if you played it backwards. Yeah, that Judas Priest song. Yeah, I sing to my sweet Satan. Anyway, so we had videos about that. Yeah. I don't remember what they were called now, but we had those specifically pointing out all those songs that were evil and terrible and all that kind of stuff. Now, you had to watch uh, uh, some Christian movies as well. And if I remember, maybe a few of the stories uh, you were telling me of um, of those movies. So. Oh, the ones that scared the bejesus out of me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this that was even before youth group. That was in, I was in fourth or fifth grade. And okay. I was a quiet, scaredy cat kind of person anyway. So we watched these videos in Sunday school. So like during morning kids church or whatever. Okay. Um, and they were called like the Mark of the Beast, uh, and there, there was a trilogy, so we watched all three of them. But it ends up, it's all about you know the apocalypse, like okay, the rapture has happened. Jesus has come back, taken all of the believers back to heaven, and anybody who wasn't a Christian or didn't believe or thought they were a Christian, but oops, guess not, you weren't. Uh, you all got left behind. True believers. The true believers get gone. caught up and they go to heaven. Everybody else gets left behind on earth. Okay. And eventually you have to take the mark of the beast, which is like 666. Or back in the day, when I was growing up, people thought the um, social security numbers. Yeah. Oh, that was the gateway to the mark of the beast. Or, 
Or okay. when they started scanning, barcode scanning things yes. at the grocery store. Oh, no. that The devil was coming back. Like, that was the market of the that, sure. That's how it'll, it'll be. Right on your wrist, you'll have 666, uh, little barcode. Yeah. And beep. beep. So, okay. anyway, this whole <laughs> story, and it's, like, from the 70s. So, like, the production value is terrible. But this girl thinks she's a Christian, mm-hmm. but her whole family gets left behind. Or, no, her whole family gets taken away the in the rapture. She gets left behind. I don't remember, but long story short, she has to like hide in the bo- in the woods, in the bushes and stuff. Like yeah. all of these people who are now, now they've decided, oh, now I'm a Christian and I'm not going to take this mark of the beast. So now they're being hunted okay. and all of the evil Satan people are trying to find them and they can't buy any food. They can't do anything because they don't have the mark of the beast. So they can't go to the grocery store. Anyway, they hide in the bushes. Eventually they get caught. They stand trial and she will not renounce yeah that's the final thing you have to renounce god or right renounce god take the mark of the beast you're okay or they cut your head off with a guillotine (laughs) and the final scene of of the final third video is your how this fourth fifth sixth grade man fourth grade fourth grade so i'm like 10 right so the Mm -hmm. ending scene the very ending scene is this girl saying no i believe in jesus and they put her on the guillotine they chop her head off and like her head goes rolling and they catch it in a basket cut to black Oh my gosh. <laughs> it scared the Jesus out, out of me. <laughs> like I thought for sure. Oh no! See, now, I now, think I'm a Christian, but I'm not. <laughs> now this, this caused you some issues later on. True. Uh, you would come home from after school or something. I come like home that. from after school. My parents might be you know working out in the backyard or out in the garage. I don't know. Not easily found findable by me. Yes. And I'd be like, Mom, Dad. And I no answer. I'm like, oh no, I've been left behind. I must not be a good enough Christian. Here then, comes a guillotine. Here comes the guillotine. I'm gonna be living in the woods. Oh my god. So yeah. So then I would be like, all right, dear Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I f- repent for all my sins or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just to cover my bases in case I wasn't <laughs> as saved as I thought I was. <laughs> and I'm not the only one who thought that. I've heard lots of people who have done that in the past as well. Yeah, it's a it's a phenomenon. It is a for phenomenon. Your, um, uh, particular group of folks. Yes. Okay. And our guest today is Peggy Sinova. Hi, Peggy. How's everything going? Well, it's a fine day today out there in the snowy Muncie. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, right now I'm the regional director for the East Central Indiana Small Business Development Center, and that's where we help businesses start, grow, and flourish. So I've been doing that for about 10 years, and it's just a fun job. I get to talk to business owners or prospective business owners every day and let them know all the mistakes I made in my life and how they shouldn't do that. Well, let's talk about that. You had a whole career before uh, ISBDC, so tell us about that. Well, I've had a, a very storied career. I started out with a secretarial degree from Ball State University. Nice. And so I got to be a secretary at Indiana University South Bend was my first job and it was fun working with a bunch of professors who uh, respected me and treated me like an equal which was really fun. So from that I went to managing a psychiatric practice. I managed a legal practice and then I managed uh, managed an orthodontic practice where I um, got to be really good business, a really good business person, and uh, eventually purchased a business that sold to orthodontists. Okay. Tell us about that a little bit. That was called Straight Status Incorporated, 
kind of like the braces for nice. orthodontist. Mm-hmm. And we sold T-shirts, and they were embroidered or um, screen printed. We had that equipment. We sold greeting cards that we printed on our presses. Wow. We sold engraved name tags, which we had engraving equipment for. So it was a it was a uh, varied specialty advertising company, kind of. And where was it based out of? That was out of Newcastle. Okay, oh, that's so what I thought. So all right here in East Central Indiana. That's pretty cool. After that, what did you do? After that, I said um, from a, a speech I heard, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I thought, well, I think I would get my bachelor's degree that I've wanted for a long time. So I went back to school. And uh, as a very adult student at IU East, gained my bachelor's degree and after that I did a little consulting my own with orthodontists and then I was really lucky to meet Ted Baker at the Indiana Small Business Development Center and get to work for him. You know through your entire career what's uh what are some nuggets of uh, wisdom that you've picked up? Be kind. It is free to be kind to everyone along the way and you just don't know who you're going to meet that at some point you can help or can help you. And I think a lot of people out there think that it's a dog-eat-dog world and they just have to be out there in the trenches and fighting all the time when, in fact, if you help other people in the end, they're going to help you. Uh, I have been less than kind to some people along the way. And I would say those are the things I regret the most. If I could go back and be a young person again and, and maybe in charge of someone that wasn't quite behaving the way I wanted them to behave, I might have tried to coach them a little more instead of just saying goodbye. What are some of the hurdles uh, you've personally faced and, and how'd you overcome? Well, I would say that um, one thing I learned with a career coach was that I have a really odd personality. And um, that was something that told me that that's why I treat people differently than some people treat people. And that's why I look at, I'm a really judgmental person. So I have really tried once I learned that fact about, my, fact about myself to sit back and be less judgmental and understand that not everyone sees the world the way I see it. So I should try to look through their eyes from time to time. Very good. I think maybe I need to learn some of that <laughs> as well. <laughs> not everyone can be as perfect as Peggy and Angie. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> well, since we were talking to women business professionals and everything, what are some of the hurdles you faced as potentially as a woman in the workforce? Well, I'll just be open. The first job that I ever applied for out of my two-year secretarial degree at Ball State was with a gentleman, and I told him that I was engaged, I was getting ready to get married, and he asked me if I was on birth control. So I kind of feel like that was that was then, mm-hmm. and that was a perfectly legal question for him to ask me at the time, and um, I'm really glad it's not legal anymore because that was none of his business. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of those masculine thoughts that are different from feminine thoughts along the way men's almost kind of pushing you aside and patting you on not physically yeah not physically but kind of sweet little thing kind of thought process Mm -hmm. from time to time and you got to be careful because if you get really angry about it then that can color everything you do Mm -hmm. and you can't let that happen because you've got to find a way to be successful Mm mm-hmm did you have any grand successes that you could tell us about over your career? Just something that uh, that really stands out in your mind that you're really proud of? Well, I would say when I was uh, owner of the Straight Status Incorporated, we were named one of the 500 fastest growing companies in the United States by Inc. Magazine. Wow. wow. But more importantly, we employed 75 mostly women and some of them that had never worked outside their home before. So I would say the biggest success in that for me wasn't that award, but that there were people who learned how to work and how to be a professional that would never have learned it otherwise. 
Uh, what's something you would tell a young person uh, coming up in, in today's day and age? Well, I kind of talk with my daughter a lot. She's a young professional, and um, she looks at her job a lot differently than I look at mine. She uh, makes time for her family more than I probably did when I was her age. And I think part of it is because it's, it's, a, different, it's a different age now where she's treated as a professional and treated that she can have some time off. And she said that she thinks her whole generation were raised by working mothers who didn't have time for their families. And so they've turned that around where they are definitely carving out time for their families. So probably would have a little more time with my family than I have. Anything else you'd like to offer up? Just that I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you all. And you are um, the most professional marketing group that I work with in Muncie. I just am very impressed with all that you do and all that you give to the community. The boards you sit on, the opportunities you give to others, it's just really admirable. Thank you very much, and thanks for being our guest today. My pleasure. All right. As a lot of people know, uh, Angie and I have a have a young one together. Uh, her name is Audia. She has also gone by the name Suzu for many, many years. Uh, since five. Five, since we were <laughs> pregnant with her. And recently she decided that's not her name anymore. She wants to be called Audia. Yes. So we're doing our best to change to that. And the reason uh, we had a nickname in the first place was uh, was because of your mom. Yeah, my mom, uh, every time we'd tell her a name that we were thinking about, she would poo-poo it. Oh, just my, thinking about just it. Just thinking about it. I can't believe you would name my grandbaby whatever. Uh, so we were like, fine, we're not going to tell you anymore. So we're going to start calling her Zuzu. And Zuzu's very lucky because if she was a boy, she would have been named what? Uh, Sterling, Sterling Maverick, Maverick Howell. <laughs> I think is an awesome name. My mother I, hates all it. All I can see in my head is uh, the Marlboro Man, like Sterling Maverick. Or like the that guy from Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, that dude too. <laughs> yeah. John Ham. No, well, no, not, well, him, yes. I was or the other guy. The, the white oh, The hair. real Sterling. The, yeah, the, well, his okay. name is Sterling, but uh, it just reminds me of him. <laughs> I like him too. Can't be a uh, garbage man with a name like Sterling Maverick Howell. Exactly. Now, recently, Zuzu uh, did something. Yeah, Zuzu Audia keeps us on our toes all the time. Um, of the four children that we have together, she is by far the most spirited child that we have. Um, in fact, I looked at her birthday, um, her Instagram posts, you know, mm-hmm. pop up with memories or whatever. And every year on our, her birthday, I have said, happy birthday to our most spirited child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to do it, but it just kind of happens. And so that's that's our Zuzu. So this week uh, in the land of Zoos, um, she loves cats. Like mm-hmm. she is convinced we need a cat in the house. And her we, favorite cat is Cutie, Cutie our little cat. barn cat who stays outside. And she is convinced it needs to come inside, and it does not because I don't like cats and I don't <laughs> want them in my house. So the other day, Matt's in the shower. I was laying in bed waiting for him to get out of the shower, just kind of waking up and getting used to my day because I need a little time. To he get... needs uh, two hours of time to to get functioning. Yes. If my day could start at 10, that would be ideal for me. It does most of the time. Well, it does sometimes, yes. Nine o'clock, okay. Yeah. We have to get her to school. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, if Susan didn't have to go to school at a certain time, the day would start whenever I got, felt like it. So you're laying there. And so I'm laying there getting used to the day, and Zuzu comes into my room, and all of a sudden I see her pop over the edge of our bed. She's like, Mom, Mom. I'm like, oops, what? And she's like, don't worry. Uh, 
and she starts giving me this whole story about, about a cat in a room and don't worry the dog's not gonna eat it and it's all right and I'm like are you telling me about a dream that you had or something <laughs> and she's like no mom there is a cat in my room I heard it crying outside the door and I didn't want it to cry anymore so I brought it in my room and don't worry our dog Jesse the dog who sometimes likes to chase cats she's like don't worry Jesse's not gonna eat it because I put her in my room and it's okay I'm like okay she's like but I shut the door and I accidentally locked, locked the it. door so now <laughs> the cat is in my room and it's locked inside I'm like oh gosh I hadn't even got out of bed yet I haven't had any coffee it's the first task of it's the day the first thing of the day is to deal with this locked door and a damn cat that's in my <laughs> in my room so I get up there I get the little pokey key to unlock the door I go upstairs I'm like can't you ask your dad to do this like this is totally Matt's like realm of things and she's like he's in the shower he can't do it I'm like okay (laughs) fine so I go up there I unlock the door I get the cat out and or I open the door the cat's on the top of the bunk bed like (laughs) meow meow scared out of its mind and mom Zuzu's like don't worry mom it didn't poop anywhere it didn't pee anywhere and I'm like get the cat out of this house right now (laughs) (laughs) and she's like messing around with it carrying it down the stairs then she puts it down the stairs and like kicks it down the stairs i'm like pick up that cat and take it out of this house right this very second she's like it keeps scratching me i'm like yes because it's a barn cat that belongs outside get that cat out of here now (laughs) so finally she did but um that was and then you had your coffee then i had my coffee (laughs) and everything was life was a little better (laughs) but that was one hell of a way to wake up in the morning to don't worry mom there's there's a cat in my room but the dog's not gonna eat it but i locked it in the house in my room thanks again for joining us for this episode of gone boss be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss on instagram at goneboss2k and you can always search us on facebook at goodgirlgoneboss if you like what you hear be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you find podcasts have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone Gone boss. boss